0: And I
1: Previously on Sorta Awesome Plus Mick sets up a GoFundMe for Joe Exotic Kyle changes his name to Joe Exotic and uses the donations to pay for a music video where he lip-syncs college fight songs There was some confusion at the studio and it was
0: recorded in Hindi. Alright. Hi. Hello.
1: We have not seen each other all day, have we? Really? A minute here, a minute there.
0: Partially true. Mostly true.
1: Speaking of partially, on these videos, you all can see us, those of you who are watching, can see us mostly from chestish up.
0: Man boobs up. <laughs>
1: Have you ever wondered what we are wearing under the shot?
0: Well, if, if you hadn't, <laughs> maybe you will after the news today.
1: Yeah. Unlike the unfortunate uh, guest on, what was it, Good Morning America? Yes.
0: I even took notes because I don't know names. Uh, yes. ABC reporter Chris Reeve.
1: Chris Reeve. He was
0: doing a video call appearance on Good Morning America.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Towards the end, you know, he's there and he's buttoned down shirt and he's his uh, sport coat. And at the end, the framing of the shot, I don't know if it had drifted or if there had previously been graphics at the bottom. Ah. But it catches just enough of his lap that you see he has on no pants.
1: (laughs) Reporters and journalists—they're just like the rest of us. Well, and
0: how do you feel about that? What's your what's your stance on pantless anything?
1: You know the, the the idea of not wearing pants or taking off your pants when you get home is a very popular meme in pop culture. I mean, I think it is funny. I don't subscribe to that. I don't feel comfortable going around pantsless.
0: I suppose it's different when you've got five kids.
1: It is different. Um, I
0: any kids, I guess. It doesn't have to be like, all right, it's the fifth one. Get the pants out. It's not quite that specific.
1: It's true. Parenting adds a dimension where you want you want a little protection from, especially like Nico right now.
0: He's crotch height.
1: <laughs> well, he's in that phase where he just constantly wants to hang on my leg. He pulls up mm-hmm. on everything. So he'll crawl over to me, pull up on my leg. He just wants to hang on my leg no matter what I'm doing. So, yeah, yeah. I like to have a little protection between his little baby talons And my skin. However, having said all that, although I am not a big pantsless person, I understand that some people are. And I think it is hilarious that this journalist was on. And hey, you know what? Might as well. Business up top. Party down below. Right on.
0: From from an efficiency perspective. Hands off to him. It was a.
1: Okay. It was a beautiful. <laughs> you were saving that nugget, weren't you? I
0: just made it up. <laughs> I, I'm I'm truly impressed.
1: Yeah. It is
0: truly. I think awesome. what's even more interesting to me, because I get a little nerdy about things, is that Chris Reeve is the son of, or I'm sorry, Will Reeve is the son of Christopher Reeve. Oh wait, the, this the original was Will Reeve, Superman. This whole
1: time? Yeah. You said Chris Reeve. Okay.
0: Well. That's what you get when you trust me with names.
1: (laughs) You're right. That is what I get. He's the son of the guy
0: that played the Superman in the first Superman movie. Okay.
1: He's Christopher Reeve's son. Mm -hmm. His name's Will Reeve, and he was on Good Morning America with no pants on. Yes. That kind of does sweeten the story a little bit. It does.
0: It's a very Superman move. Yeah, it is. Way to go. If he'd have been thinking on his feet, he'd have claimed, no, they were flesh-colored tights, and everybody would have been like, Okay. (laughs) I can buy that.
1: Like did
0: it show like they had like boxers on or something? I, mean, I in fairness, I he had do something believe on his, his claim as he raced to defend himself publicly was that he had on workout shorts uh-huh. and uh, that that he had planned on as soon as the interview was over to take off the top and go work out. And and I don't doubt that the, the way that his his coat was kind of rumpled over his legs, it's not like it was it was Will and little Will. They're hanging out with you. It was you just saw thigh, and it's very, very probable that there were shorts on. Okay, good. it wasn't like there's, it's there's a difference in pantless and yeah, naked.
1: Hmm, that's right. There is a difference, and he was walking the line a little bit. We know but... this.
0: We've got five kids. We figured that part out. <laughs>
1: Too right, too right. Yes. Okay. Also in the news, also. something that I'm uh, newly interested in: UFOs, aliens. We have footage finally released from a couple of videos that is it the Pentagon that's had or Department of Defense or the Navy, the Navy? Perhaps. Yes, that's right. The that's Navy.
0: who. Hey, got you another free belch on camera there. <clears throat> um. The Navy is who, I believe, shot the videos. I don't know who, if Navy released them. I don't know how all that went down. It is three videos. Mm-hmm. One from 2004, perhaps. And I yeah. think the other two, both 2015. That
1: seems right, yes. Mm-hmm. Released some footage that was, were, the footage has been much speculated about.
0: It's uh, worse than the video footage that we are putting out right now. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Did you watch the videos yet?
1: I, I did. I, I was disappointed. I was hopeful that it would be like, oh, my gosh, this is exciting. And then you're watching it, and you're like, what am I looking huh? at? This could actually be anything. This could
0: have been shot in somebody's bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrible.
1: It is terrible. And that is disappointing because, as I said, I am newly interested in all of this alien stuff because I've been listening to this podcast, Strange, Arrival, Strange Arrivals, I think. Telling the Barney and Betty Hill story, (laughs) the very first major alien abduction story in in sort of U.S. consciousness, pop culture. Um, I find their story fascinating. I really, genuinely, and I said this on the show this week, I've said it on here, prior to listening to this podcast, I've been very neutral about aliens. I've been like, I don't know, one way or the other, it doesn't make any difference. But now I'm like, I'm not saying that I definitely think that there is extraterrestrial life out there. But it's as, it's making me think some things I've never thought before. Ask some questions to sure. myself. So I was so hopeful when I saw these headlines. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to see? Right. And then it was like such a bummer of yeah. footage.
0: This is the history of all... <sighs> a supernatural's not the right word, but I'm going to use it. Phenomenon. Paranormal? I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> um, like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster. Right. All, all things that were just like, Ah, we know it's there. Show me the picture. And then somebody's like, I've got the picture. And it's like, No, that's not the picture.
1: So, yeah. I was I was hopeful and excited. And then I was a little bit deflated.
0: But... It was disappointing.
1: Still, who knows? The truth is out there. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I know that yesterday we had and by we, I mean me, had really run off at the mouth.
1: Well, thank goodness you did. If you wouldn't have talked yesterday, we would have had no film or audio from yesterday because I was in such a terrible mood. Today has been much better. B.T. Debs. Okay, anyway.
0: So we begun down the path of Joe Exotic. Yeah. The intention of that introductory video was to frame the perspective of are small, are all small town people nuts and walked through that. And I don't know if if at any point how I talked about all of that left the impression that somehow I'm a secret or not so secret
1: <laughs> Joe, Joe
0: fanboy, sympathizer, picketing <laughs> wherever to make sure he gets put in COVID quarantine for the appropriate amount of time, which happened. Okay. Um, hmm. No, I'm not I'm absolutely not on board. I'm not absolutely not endorsing anything about him. I'm just painting the perspective both of where he's from, that documentaries may not be the best source of fact content. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the, additionally, and I'm still kind of unfolding this in my own mind, is this perspective of no one starts out as what they end up as. Right, And that he started out with some difficult circumstances and a tough place to make a go of things and pursued how to be successful. And when you're doing that in any endeavor, you hopefully try to keep doing the thing that worked and do more of it and stop doing the thing that didn't. Mm -hmm. But from that point, there are many ways in which his story has been told in Breaking Bad. has been told in Ozark, has been told in other Mm -hmm. popular genres. And I think at least partly that may be why there's some popularity here. Yeah. Is because he, he started out with just standard bad decisions and things got away from him.
1: Can we talk about what I think is his most egregious choice? Maybe worse than keeping beautiful tigers in cages the mullet not even that can we talk about his milli the uh the country music records two of them he has at least right
0: you the- really just hurt your social standing by calling that the most egregious choice <laughs> it was definitely
1: it's so poor choice it's offensive to me that he is passing that off as him singing. It is so clearly not him singing. Is he though? Is he passing that yes. off as him? He literally says. Okay,
0: so I haven't gotten to the point where he would celebrate. No, no, it's me.
1: When I saw that part, I was like, you have to be kidding me because he's talking with this Winnie Wood twang and...
0: Did the... you did you listen to the lyrics?
1: Well, I know that man saw a tiger and a tiger saw a man.
0: If you, if you really... <laughs> drill down and listen to the lyrics you can see why nobody ever challenged him on it It it's like no that's your song bro i don't want anything i wrote it i don't want anything to do with that that's all you
1: it's so disturbing i hate it It so much it was bad i hate it maybe it's not the most egregious thing that he's done but it's it's up
0: there it's ugly i will expand a bit further from yesterday's commentary okay because i didn't commentate through everything no, no, I've no. seen at that point.
1: you were just mostly giving context yes. to the whole thing yes. yeah
0: so we've we've kind of painted the picture of who he is in subsequent episodes we get into exploring more in-depth carol baskin who is his arch nemesis there's no superhero in the world that had an enemy as great as this not superhero did.
1: True story.
0: Incredible. Yeah. She is her own giant fruit basket of mess. And then additionally we bring in Doc what? Doc
1: Antle, I feel Doc like Doc Antle.
0: Name? I Sounds haven't even right. watched
1: this documentary and I know the names.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so I mean all three the real travesty is that Joe's painted as the bad guy. And that these two were walking the streets. It's a absolute three stooges of mayhem and crime. Um, Carol is very probably murdered, or third, or something in the line of husband's husband, and fed him to the tigers. So they say. She has a terrible, terrible what exotic whatever refuge. It's terrible. And then she's she's got most of her labor to run the place that's volunteer. Yeah. So she's she's running a acceptable form of slave labor. Yeah. And then has somehow managed to worm her way into the hearts of Peta. Yeah. Um, which only hurts Peta that much more. And then Doc is running some type of a weird brainwashing harem. Yeah. Similar thing when you get there and try out, you live in a horrible area, place, and get paid nothing. Now, Joe was kind of doing that, too, but Joe was pursuing people that would not have had anything, and it's not justifying it. No. But he was ex-convicts, people that were homeless, down on their luck, whatever, and would bring them in and still... Paid nothing, lived in horrible circumstances, and and I say paid nothing. He paid a ridiculously low amount of money, but it was something as opposed to Carol. Yeah. They ate now this part gets blown out of proportion on on the documentary talking about oh they all were, you know, he's forcing them all to all eat spoiled meat and that's what he fed the animals. That's not the case.
1: One thing that I do think is interesting, I was listening to Patrick and Jillian of True Crime Obsessed podcast who are recapping this in their Patreon. And they pointed this out to that.
0: Does it suck compared to ours?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That, um, that Joe Exotic, Doc Antle and Carol Baskin do have these sort of like predatory things that they're Mm -hmm. doing. Predatory may be a strong word. They're, They're, they are creating situations where people who are vulnerable because Mm -hmm. of their own life circumstances are being kind of like, come on in, we'll take care of you. And they sort of keep them hooked in all three of those people. They're very charismatic, very big personalities. And they give these people this message of like, we're doing important work here, right? It's like, it gives these people who are vulnerable, that are down on their luck, that have had a rough go at life something that is bigger than themselves to kind of attach themselves to.
0: But you do have a weird scenario where for many of the people that were there, that are still there, they do believe they are doing a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so whether they're being taken advantage of or not, if they have the good feeling about it, then is it a bad thing to them? And I, I only ask that from the perspective to say, Move outside the oddity of of this show, of this documentary, and look at quote unquote real life around you, and how many people are there trapped in a terrible living situation, working a horrible, horrible job, that don't even have that to cling to. That mm-hmm. well, this is, this matters to someone, something, mm-hmm. some animal, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely an area where these aren't the only three who are preying on a certain, a certain psychological state of person. Mm-hmm. It's just a fantastic one, and if we can all look at it and be angry together, then we can ignore the others. Right. That's hope true. that's not too unawesome.
1: That's anti-awesome.
0: Anti-awesome. You're fired. <laughs> I'll edit it out, but I really won't.
1: Okay, I cannot wait for you to finish. Yeah, I
0: need to, hopefully tonight I can't sleep, so I can yeah, get, get a little more done. Yeah, let's
1: insomnia on that. All right, good stuff. Well, here's two possible UFO sightings. Who knows? Here's Maybe one two. of them
0: will rescue Joe from prison. There
1: we go. It could all, that would be like such a great, like, combination, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just all of these yeah. things coming But together. they'll only
0: let him on board if he takes his pants off.
1: And he's like, all right, yes, it's sir. Like you
0: had me at hello. Giddy up. Let's go. It works.
1: Um, I'll tell you what. If we get to 600 patrons, 600 being our next milestone, we'll invest in some tums for Kyle. So yes, he's not burping yeah. on camera.
0: No guarantees.
1: <laughs> I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, that Sounds good. All right. Watch the skies. So the truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Los Angeles is in the top 10 list of UFO sightings. Hollywood has the best video equipment in the entire world and is only about 6 miles away. Maybe instead of making another Rambo movie, could we send a few cameras to LA and search for the truth that is supposedly out there?